Haley, what's wrong? We have to record. Oh, this quarantine has been going on too long. Oh, I, I just, I can't, I can't podcast. Not tonight. No, but we have to. Oh, oh, Agador, Agador, will you get me my parent tablet? But just one, okay? One before the show and one for after. No more, so don't ask me. Thank you, you're an angel. Agador, what are you giving her? I don't want you giving her drugs. It's aspirin with the A and the S scraped off. Oh my god, you're bloody brilliant. I know. We watched The Birdcage, so you know what that means. It's in the basket. The, the writer's, writer's bagel, bagel basket. basket. You do an eclectic celebration of the dance. You do fussy, fussy, fussy. You do Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. Or Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Or Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd. Or Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. But you keep it all inside. Tear me apart, Lisa! We took out of a building! Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Curlin. And I'm the only guest you could get in person. I know. Six feet away. I said six. <laughs> A little hard to do inside our closet. That's which, a, that's our secret recording. Does it strike you as ironic that in a movie about a guy that's forced to play straight, we're doing this from inside a closet? I am not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> but it, it's sad that this is the best acoustics in our entire house, and... I can't bring anyone else besides you in here because I can't be like, hey, come over to my house and I'll shove you in my closet to record. Yeah. Well, it's very cozy. I've lit a candle. <laughs> I am terrified mostly, of that. Mostly to get the stale smell out of here. So we watched The Birdcage. Yes. Which is one of my favorite movies. And I think it's because I have like memories of watching it with Nana Pearl. Mine too. I mean, I wasn't there with your Nana Pearl. <laughs> that would have been very awkward. It Who's was very awkward. girl. <laughs> also, because I was 10 at the time and you're four years younger than me, so you <laughs> would have been six. Why does she only come over to, ro- to watch Robin Williams movies? No, you probably would have been there for when we would watch uh, Golden Girls and Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> no, I was, I was b- too busy watching... Um, uh, Bill oh. Pullman and Bill Paxton movies. We've established no, this. No, no, no. Besides that... Um, <laughs> No, what was that? Oh, uh, Keeping Up Appearances. That British sitcom that all children love on PBS. Oh, that's right, because you're a bumpkin and you only have one channel. First of all, bumpkins do not watch, um, like, BBC They watch whatever about, is on the channel. About older... John Cleese. Yes. John Cleese people. <laughs> yeah, John Cleese people. Uh, the bouquet residence lady of the house speaking. So why don't you give us the blockbuster rule? What is the birdcage? So, oh God, you know I'm terrible at these. What would the back of a box say? Um, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane are enjoying their Miami lifestyle when they're troublesome young son comes back and announces that he's getting married to a woman and she's also from a very conservative republican family were they indiana or ohio i don't know it was midwest yeah and it's the weirdest cast in this movie like brilliant but weird like back then yeah so we have robin williams we've got nathan lane perfect You've got Gene I, Hackman. Gene Hackman. Diane Huist. Diane Huist. I love Diane Huist. But then you also have Hank Azaria. He's brilliant. And Callista Flockhart. Who's Callista? Does she play the daughter? Yeah, she's okay. Allie McBeal. Okay, who plays the son? Dan Futterman. He wrote Capote. Okay. I have to adjust myself right now. Did he win? Did, didn't Capote win like an Oscar? I think... I. I think he won for best screenplay, but I'm not sure. He oh. also he also wrote um, Foxcatcher too. 
He's ah, a screenwriter. I can see why he's a screenwriter and not an actor. He's not a very good actor. <laughs> no, nothing against Dan Futterman. I yeah, love his writing. I mean, he's a great writer. He yeah, wrote Capote. He's a great writer. Keep on writing. Yes. Yeah. I also think, no, he didn't write Moneyball. But he's written a bunch of stuff. And yeah. like, it always gets nominated for an Oscar. So Okay, good for him. Keep doing good what you're doing. Good for him. <laughs> oh, bad for him. um yeah so once again you wouldn't see robin williams with gene hackman like ever no because originally this was going to be robin williams and yet that's why it works well uh, gene hackman signed on because dustin hoffman was going to play armand yeah and robin williams was going to play albert Mm -hmm. and then dustin hoffman went and did whatever the fuck he does all day yeah (laughs) Uh, let's not let's not dip it, our toes into that swimming pool. Ninety six. Oh, he was in Mad City. Um, terrible movie. Mm. Bad choice. So, uh, so they casted a little unknown actor who was only a star of Broadway named Nathan Lane, and the only movie up until this this one, was his first movie. Not first movie because he was in Adam's Family Values. This was his first lead role. Oh, yeah. Because the only yes, other yes. lead role he had. I, I wouldn't even say, like, his role in Adam's Family Values. Like, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's a very memorable scene. But it's just so minuscule. So, like, this, to me, is his first time in a in a movie. Well, it's his second lead role because yes. his first lead role was as Timon. This is true. Yes. <laughs> what was yeah. that? No. So wait, so the Birdcage came out after Lion King. Ninety six, and okay. Lion King was ninety four. All right, I was ninety five. I was a child, so I wouldn't remember. Yes. <laughs> yes, I believe I was ten years old when the Birdcage came out, because yeah. I was seeing all sorts of movies I shouldn't have seen when I was ten. Yeah, y- yeah, <laughs> I agree. And it was like very sophisticated. So some of the movies that you've told me you've watched, I was like, "How? Why?" Because I Who moved the rock. I like culture. Are you saying I'm uncultured? No, I'm saying that you would never be stupid enough to go see swimming pool with your mother. This is true. This is very true. Because because nothing says family bonding like like a erotic thriller. Again, how? Why? <laughs> I I think I've told that story on the podcast. Nobody like at the ticket booth was like, "Hey, maybe we don't let this kid in." No, because I was always. Are at... you sure, ma'am? Are you sure you want to see this with your son? No, because I was always at the theater, and they just assumed, "Oh, okay." Oh, okay, he does not look like he's not old enough to see this movie. I was fifteen. Oh, okay. But Birdcage, they actually like. I remember... I think this was one of the few movies I was allowed to watch when I was younger. Cause I we, mean, most of the stuff flew over my head, but yeah. I got the basic gist of it. Well, that that's... So when my parents rented this, they're like, it's R. Can can he see it? And and the guy behind the yeah. counter is like, yeah, it's yeah. going to go over his head. He's not going to understand it. And it didn't. No, it did not go over... I, <laughs> like... I was like, wait, if he's gay, why did he have sex with Christine Baranski? And my parents were like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, Christine Baranski's in this, too. This cast isn't... Oh, and uh, uh, the guy who played Pat uh, in Heavyweights. Okay. <laughs> the, the fat guy from Heavyweights plays the fat guy in this one. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. He's the reporter? Yes. Yeah, there he's, you go. He you has just said the reporter. You didn't he, have to mention his weight. Well, <laughs> that's a line in the movie. They're like, he covered OJ. Oh, my God. He gained so much weight. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the basic premise is based on Le Cage Faux, which was a famous French movie and became a French play. No, it was a French play, then became a French movie, then it became a musical, and then Mike Nichols and Elaine May. Yes adapted it for an American audience. And then later became a burlesque show. Did it? No. It would not surprise me if... Of if co- yeah. <laughs> the birdcage. Uh, so, why don't we... This movie is just too good to, like, 
harp on like nitpick. you can't really harp on it it's just so it's so much fun we can only fawn over our favorite moments which is what this was inevitably going to turn into yes. anyway i mean anything with with agador spartacus is yeah i mean was this this was not hank azaria's first role was it because no, i know he, he had done the voice of he was on the well, simpsons he, yeah, he did since many, 1989 yeah. but was this his first live action role um no, he well in a movie. Because I feel like Agador Spartacus is like a character you would see on Saturday Night Live, and then they make a feature appearance in like a movie. Well, Agador Spartacus, the voice is actually based on his grandmother. <laughs> really? Yeah, he he just used his. Who gr- is Guatemalan? Yes. You are afraid of my natural heat, my Guatemalanness. <laughs> also, he, he might be the smartest character in the entire movie. Because when, um, when Albert he's is... He's very good at thinking on his feet. He's just not good at staying on them. Right. When, when Albert, or Albert, is having his little panic... Does he att- refer to himself as Albert? No. No. I, in, yeah. In the, in La Cage it's Armand and Albert. Oh. Because they're French. Um, French. That's so, how you say it now. They're French. They're French. They're French. He did... Oh, he did this at the same time he was doing Gross Point Blank. No, he was in Heat. He was in Now and Then. I have seen none of these. He movies. was in Quiz Show. Nope. He was in Pretty Woman. As he was the detective. In Pretty Woman. Yeah. I do not remember that character. He was following Jason Alexander. Okay, that helps me not. It wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he had been in movies at this point. Just like nothing big. And he, I think before this, he was his mo- most memorable because he was the one who tried to screw over Al Pacino and he goes, she had a great ass and your head was up hers. That's like the most memorable line in the movie and it's towards him and no one remembers he's in that movie at all. And then a year later, he's in this. <laughs> so so Birdcage. Yes. <laughs> But Heat was a major motion picture that like he was a part of. Yeah, I know. I know it was a major motion picture. I've just never seen it. Oh, it's so good. Any who's a- Yeah, I know. You go on and on about it. It's great. Without that, we wouldn't... Never mind. We wouldn't <laughs> have The Dark Knight. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Okay. So uh, the the basic plot... So they, they changed it from it being a French diplomat to being a uh, uh, politician. A very conservative... Republican politician. Yeah. Yeah. Who, I love the fact that he's all family values and the person he picks ends up having a heart attack and dying with an underage prostitute. <laughs> yeah, he he basically pulls what we would in the biz call an R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> oh, he gets caught with right. an underage girl. I, I was like, he peed on her? <laughs> we don't know. Well, the weird thing is, that was Angela from Boy Meets World. Was it now? And even weirder. Awkward. Well, do you know how old she was when she she filmed this? Uh, do I want to know? I mean, granted, like she she's like just 28. she's just saying lines, like no, but yeah. but like oh okay, she's she's yeah, much older. but so that's that's what really sets um everything in motion. He he picks a candidate or a running mate who to to represent a bill with him, right? Like a bill on family values. Blah blah blah. Republican rhetoric, GOP. I th- whatnot. Doesn't yeah. it also have to do with like, like marriage rights? Like, yeah, something like that. It's Adam just like Eve whatever you the- think, whatever you think it would be. It probably is. I mean, um, to give you context, he said that Bob Dole was too intense. So that there you go. That has to say something. There you go. Um, but no, wait. I thought he said Bob Dole was too liberal. I don't know. Whatever. Um. All I know from this movie is that Bob Dole is gorgeous. According to one drag queen. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so he, his running mate, you know, becomes the center of a scandal. Ergo, he becomes the center of a scandal. And they have to flee to Florida and they're using um, their daughter's wedding, which up until this point they've been wholly against. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As like a springboard for their... Uh, for their um, resurgence, yes, as it would. They need, as as the mother puts it, a big white wedding. 
Didn't they say it was like it's pulling a, a Kennedy nice or something? Day for a white wedding. Didn't they say it was like like pulling a Kennedy or something? Yeah, but uh, you know, here when we say pulling a Kennedy, that can mean a variety of things. Like like doing something really good to hide something that's really bad. Yeah, or well, riding in a car. Car falls in a river. And whoopsie daisy, there's still a woman in the car. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy, I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> and whoopsie Ted, Daisy, Ted, they found the body, Ted, and now I'm in trouble. Ted, help! I'm still in the car. Can't hear you. Gotta go. <laughs> or you're driving in the car, and damn it, Jackie, I've been shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who didn't get that inside joke, we were playing uh, movie trivia. In which, like, it was basically like, what was it? It was the blockbuster game where you're mm-hmm. acting out charades. <laughs> Our friend got JFK. For a quotable movie. Yes, yes. And you have to either make up a quote or say a quote from the movie. And his quote was, Damn, Damn it, Jackie, Jackie I've, I've been, been shot. shot in the head. Yes. And. <laughs> At which point we all peed ourselves. <laughs> but, so, yeah, they need to cover this up. So they flee. Yeah, they, they flee f- to my the Miami Beach. <laughs> yeah. And Which I, I don't know why that wouldn't start immediately putting doubts into your head. Well, all the lies that Callista Flockhart tells in this movie. Uh, are, I got to give it to her. I mean, maybe it's because her dad is a politician and she's just used to watching other people spin lies. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but she's like immediately, he's like, oh, she's like, oh, he's an attache to um, Greece. Greece. Well, not just not that. what I would have picked. So the things that that uh, Robin Williams can't be as the father is he can't be Jewish, he can't be gay, and he can't be uh, gay. Surprise! He's all of those he's things. All... <laughs> and he also owns the biggest burlesque show. Or uh, yeah, uh, a drag club. Yes, but they do everything. It's it's yeah. a cabaret. Yeah, you've been to a drag club, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a good time? I kept getting hit on. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> wow, are you going to tell a little inside? <laughs> no, no. I've been to an, uh, I've been to one or two drag clubs. Oh, no. I thought you were going to tell how I some always get hit good, on. Some were very good. Some were I always get hit on. You do always get hit on. <laughs> it's very flattering. Yes. You should be flattered. Uh, so, yes. Uh, you told me you, like, whenever Matt would drag you to... Um, one of the clubs in New York, you would just, you were like, cat, like he had catnip on you or something. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was a short drink of water, as I was called. He's not bragging, by the way. He's just t- saying it as it is. Yes. Very flattering. Um, <laughs> They're like, we'll get you. I'm like, not, I'm sure you will, but not today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's a Jim Jeffries quote, right? There. Yes. Um, no, but like honestly, it looks like a really nice club. It it seems like a lot of fun. I mean, like the, if the I ca- stumbled upon this on like when I was in Miami, I, it would be like, oh yeah, we're going in there. That's well, looks politicians like a great time. go there because remember yeah. the Kennedys were there. Not the, well, yeah, but well, Joe Joe Kennedy because because I love Robin Williams is like, is it Ted? And they're like Joe, and he's like, mm, coffee, give them free dessert. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I love how every night him and and Albert clearly have a fight. Yeah, like this is their this is their repartee. Yeah, they're back and forth. Well, I I loved the fight this time. And what started out as like passionate bickering has now become like, oh come on, woman, put on the dress. Well, also I just love how over the top. Um, Albert, when he just goes, ah, oh! yeah, get like, your what? hands off me, yeah, Albert, I'm old. I look so old. I just what, what does he say? So, like Selena or something will not wear the red shoes tonight. Uh, Dorothy will not do the dance of the red shoes yes. tonight. Uh, I also, I also, which lo- I will say now. For future reference, if I don't feel like going out. No, Dorothy will not wear the red... She will not dance the dance of the red shoes tonight. I also love how over the top 
but very subtle Nathan Lane is when he goes. Let's do our ba- best Nathan Lane scream. I, th- I think first. I already did. No, no, I don't think you did. Ah! There you go. <laughs> ah! Well, that's more the laugh. The <laughs> yeah, close enough. I honestly, they sound very similar. His laugh kind of sounds like Amadeus. It sounds yeah. Like, but I, I just love how subtle he is when he's like reading the riot act to Robin Williams. You don't love me anymore, Armand. <laughs> Shit. There's a man in your life. What? I sense it. I sense it, and I saw a bottle of white wine chilling in the refrigerator. I only drink red, and so do you. And I love his excuse. Just the quiet intensity of that moment. So, okay, as I said before... Honestly, I could easily see Nathan Lane interrogating someone under a white... Like, a like you're just in a dark room, except for one lamp that's swinging, and you just see Nathan Lane, like... Where did you put the body? Because we opened your trunk. What What show? Oh, he's going to be the detective in uh, the new season of Penny Dreadful. Yay! We don't Woo! have showtime. Well. This got very quiet and very awkward very fast. Um, well, oh, I don't, I don't want to get showtime, but I do love Nathan Lane and just it's the idea very, of him it's very as a detective. Cheap. It's very no, cheap no, you. don't, don't you do that? Don't you do that? It's don't only you tempt me? A month. No, shut up, shut up, shut up. Did you say four ninety nine? Yes, I did. Think about it. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, I was trying to think like if they did do the casting because after Dusty, I'm I'm gonna call him Dusty after Dustin Hoffman dropped out, they were gonna still keep Robin Williams and Steve Martin was gonna be Armand. I could, I could see. In fairness, I could see him playing Armand. But, He's played Armand-like characters before. But that's because they did. Uh, Mike Mike Nichols directed them in Waiting for Godot, and he just loved working with both of them. Mm. So, but then reading the script again, Robin Williams is like, "No, I want to. I want to play Armand. I've played Albert too many times." Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was a wise choice to make him Armand because it would it, it just because. You know, we're used to being like we're used to Robin Williams being over the top, so seeing him in a more reserved role is the smarter move. So I was thinking about seeing him play the quote unquote straight man. <laughs> I I was thinking about if they were to remake this today or or do a live read. <sighs> I I have three... John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, end of story. They're too young. I think that's a little ageist of you. No, I'm, I'm, I have a choice that I think you're going to like. Uh, okay. Michael Sheen as Armand. Okay. You're like, I'm listening. I do love Michael Sheen. And Stanley... He's the only reason why I'm watching the... Uh, prodigal Son. The Prodigal Son, yeah. And Stanley Tucci as Albert. I don't know. Stanley Tucci can do I- it. I know, but I'm I'm so used to Stanley Tucci in these like very Hunger Games over the top. Kind of, but I don't think like Caesar Flickerman is even like close to. No, I was thinking what Albert w- is. No, I was thinking because of um, Easy A. No, no, because even there he's kind of. More I've seen like so an many Armand. Stanley Tucci movies that I just I know just that... I don't really see it. Okay. I'm on board for Michael Sheen. I'm that's, not so on board for... Well, that's why my other Although, choice... That's why my choice is, oh, if you flip them? Maybe if you flip them. Because well, I, we have seen Michael Sheen, you know... Tron Legacy. <laughs> I don't remember him in Tron Legacy. He's the one who owns the nightclub. He's the one who's dressed as David Bowie. That's great for him, but I don't remember that. White hair. I don't remember. Um, You know what else I remember him with white hair? Good Omens. Oh, okay. Well, then that was my other choice is doing my David Tennant. Show. David Tennant would, yeah, David Tennant would be a good choice. Which is weird because I was thinking to have uh, John Hamm as as the know. senator. Um, no, no, too easy. No, um, too, well, also Tommy know. Lee Jones. I don't know. I feel like there's a good Armand a- a- actor out there that will. It'll just like. 
it'll hit us as soon as we're done with the podcast. No, I said John Hamm as the senator. No, I know, but I'm saying like I I can't. Well, I had a list. I have like three choices ready. Okay, well, because Steve Martin and Martin Short were yeah. Um. Oh, Martin Short. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. Because they're so good together. But honestly, you can't touch this movie. No, you you, can't. I'm saying for like a live read. Yeah, for a live read, like like a charity thing. Oh yeah. That's that's what, sh- this should be the only time this movie Because I kind of wanted to to do this with like an all-British cast. And eh. that's why I was thinking Michael Sheen and, and David Tennant. Nah. Well, yeah. And then Olivia Colman as the mother. Mm. And Bill Nighy as the senator or the prime minister father. <laughs> <laughs> and Is yeah. it Nighy or N- Nighy? Nighy? I never know. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, this here's the thing. So the son comes back. The son is such a shit. And like and Well, the way they the way they set it up is you think that Armand is cheating on. Yeah. And oh my god, they play it so well. They do a really good job cuz really you're like, do. no. Because like at first you think he's got like this young thing that he's you know, got on the side. Some hotsy totsy. Yeah, some yeah. And and they don't announce that and it's so subtle too because, because you wouldn't like, think they would have a son. No, no, it's so subtle too. It's just like he just calls him dad, and he's just like he's so just quiet about it. So it's like you blink and you miss it, and then the movie just becomes very weird. <laughs> well, yeah, but on top of that, it's like right? if you miss it, if you miss it, and you just think like, oh wait, he's because re- he, he looks Albert's so really- nervous. The, yeah, the young guy, Dan Futterman, looks so nervous when he walks in there. Like, oh, I've never done this before. And then it's like, well, oh, it's his Well, he's like, dad. he clearly has wanted, Ar- like, he told Armand, like, I want to talk to you alone. Like. That also introduces, like, how demandy he is and how he's kind of a bad son. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, immediately he comes home after, like, I assume he's just returning from college. And yeah. he immediately is like first of all i want to talk to you don't tell albert who um, albert is like his mother way, albert yeah, is his mother yeah i mean they have that lovely moment in the end but for someone who's grown up with albert and yeah i get it albert can be over the top and maybe you don't want to deliver news like this right away to albert but like it's just the indifference that he shows to albert is kind of astounding for someone who's literally been raised by albert also the sweet message that albert had written on the cake to my piglet i yeah i don't know why you'd call him your piglet that i looked into that i looked into that it's because apparently according to elaine may uh the backstory is that albert read uh val three little pigs or something no uh winnie the pooh every night oh yes Oh, that's cute. Yes. So he's like the piglet to his Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Technically, wouldn't that make him Kanga if he's the mother? <laughs> no, Rue is the baby kangaroo. Right, I'm saying, but but Albert's the mother, so... Never mind, it doesn't but, matter. But, no, um, I think we're anyway, just getting off track yeah. because to, to go with the Winnie the Pooh theme, clearly... We're in the birdcage, not the 100-acre wood. Yes. Um, But, so... Yeah, and then he's just like, oh, by the way, I'm getting married. And he's like, you're only 20, and so, this is a terrible idea, I love this, which it is. I love the subtlety in that scene where, without saying a word, Robin Williams just drinks all of the wine, yep. then grabs Val's and drinks all of that yep. and pours another. Wouldn't t- you? Wouldn't you if your 20-year-old son came home from college and is like, hey, nice to see you. By the way, I'm getting married to someone you've never met. Well, the great thing about that scene is that it's... How long has he been at college? He's 20, so I'm guessing three years? And she's 18, so she must be a freshman. So he's a junior and she's a freshman. Yeah. Well, wait. No, he would. he's, he's just graduated. No. I thought at 20 you graduate. 22. 20, no? Is it? 20? You go to college for four years, you arrive when you're 18. 22. Oh, it's because I started later, technically, because I was older than everybody else, I think. Okay. Wait. No? Yes? Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> Who um, are you, people? But, yeah, so, yeah, he's 20, she's 18, so she 
she basically went to college and immediately found herself a husband. Like that, that I, takes talent. I think, well, I think that when, when your dad's a politician. Was he politi- your tour guide? Was he your tour guide? And she's like, I like you. You'll do. Probably. But I think, I think the fact that like she comes from a political family, she knows she's going to go into politics. So like. Maybe was, did she say what her major was? Government studies. Was it government studies? Or political studies. Something. I don't know. S- I thought his was political science. I thought he was law. I love how deep we're going into these but, two I mean, when they're like really just the side characters. But if you look part. at it, like her dad is a very well-known senator. For now. <laughs> no, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, you but think, yeah, he'll weather the but storm. But she can get an internship anywhere she wants. So I think she just w- doesn't care. Yeah, she's just on easy street. Yeah. She's like, I might as well get myself a husband. And she's like, well, I don't want to stay in these dorms any longer. So if I get married, I can live off campus. <laughs> I don't think that's quite how it worked. Um, I'll do it through correspondence. Yeah. But this is like also like when is this supposed to 96. Take- yeah. 90- oh, yeah. That was still young even for 96. I feel like that was young for like 1985. Yeah. Like- yeah. It's just like it's it's like and Armand tells him like you're making the big biggest mistake, which it is. I'm but sorry. Also, also you I, don't know. Like think about twenty year old you. You didn't know shit. No. No, but also not just that. It's. I think, as Albert and and Armand kind of hinted at, I think they were really upset that Val was straight. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think that at all. Well, then why did they I keep bringing that up vibe. that he's getting married to a woman? Because Albert goes, <gasps> I just think it's just the shock overall. Oh, just, okay. It's the shock piling on top of shock. Well, then, okay, I'm taking a bagel off for that because that's just bad writing. Yeah. Sloppy. Sloppy, sloppy. Uh, okay, so. Or maybe, hey, maybe they gave he gave them a vibe, and maybe they were surprised. But like you know, they didn't pressure him either way. Maybe they were just surprised by the outcome. <laughs> I don't know. There's something very positive about this movie, like how it shows you two different sets of parents. It it shows you. I mean, clearly they're very accepting either way because he immediately Armand, like he's like, go get you know. And then he's like, no, no, come back. Oh, you called my bluff. So, like, clearly they're very tolerant, very accepting parents, as you would expect. But it shows the two sides, like, nature versus nurture. Because clearly his family is very nurturing, and her family is very keeping up appearances, very, you know... Yeah, this is our lot in this life. This is structure. And we're going to stick to it. But Barbara, as it turns out, is very accepting, very warm... Which is probably why what she what endeared her to Val in the first place, but but nevertheless, you would think that Val belongs to the conservative parents, and Barbara belongs to, you know, um, Armand, and just just Honestly, in terms that, of their personality, that would have made more sense if they had a daughter, and and she fell in love with. A political son. Uh, like a... No. No? I, I just like the way it's, too it's cliche. flipped. Yeah, it's too cliche. <laughs> what? What? So, too swishy? <laughs> um, that scene alone is... Oh, God, I love that scene. As a kid, I was just sitting there watching, giggling, as Nathan Lane was just like, I pierced the toast! You can't see it. I was doing that. Yeah, Him no. whacking the toast yeah. out of... Yeah, you have to be a man. So what? I pierced the toast. So I... what? <laughs> um but so yeah, I I mean and then of course he reveals that hey, her parents are not so accepting and Albert has to disappear. And yeah, and Albert has to fade away into the background and oh, we got to we got to redecorate the whole apartment and he's such an asshole for springing this on them okay so that leads to one of my favorite lines in the movie like it i'm not saying that it's like my favorite line yay but like a line that i'm very glad they wrote is when 
Robin Williams goes, Val, don't talk to me right now. Yeah, don't talk to me for a while. Be- because it shows you, they, they make Armand kind of seem like the fall guy and, and the dick because like they imply that he's he, not the dick at all right they they imply that 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 he cheats on albert which isn't true and that like he doesn't care about albert and he's only in it for himself which he does very deeply it's just he's become exasperated at this point because he's clearly been you know i mean he's a stage manager and director yeah and like in addition to being his husband he uh He's uh, Albert is Starina, his yes. star, who and can only perform if she has pills. <laughs> yeah, the parent parent tab- tablets. <laughs> and I I love that scene because it shows you how smart Agador is too. Yeah, he's I, he's like an he's idiot their house savant. Boy, but I wouldn't even say an idiot savant. I think he's just. I just mean like that he has talents that you wouldn't expect out right of like like albert thinks he's the smartest person he's, in the room and agador is like not he's, so he's much he's a maverick in a lot of ways but agador is like one step ahead of albert yeah in some ways yeah <laughs> the parent tablets were pretty one genius step ahead of albert i wouldn't say he's necessarily one step ahead of our mom right right he's in the middle it's, it's like an oreo cookie he's sandwiched yes. he He's but the he's cream that makes it all stick together. He's literally like a kid who's watching his parents fight sometimes. He's like, stop it. <laughs> well, I, I love when, when Albert goes, pack my, pack my bags. I'm packing light. <laughs> no, you can have my wigs. No, which ones? <laughs> Wait, which wigs? <laughs> Just something about Hank Azaria in this film makes me upset that he was the one who did not get noticed like when this film got nominated yeah, for golden I'm a globes surprised i know that robin williams and uh nathan lane were nominated for golden globes but i don't think hank azaria was. and i assume one would get nominated for best actor and the other one supporting no i think they were both nominated for best actor okay i i'm just i would say no i'm just saying like i i could see one getting them getting a best actor nomination and then one getting a supporting actor like alternating and then, yeah, I'm surprised Hank Azaria didn't get anything. Oh, like, only no Nathan Lane was nominated for Golden Globe. Oh. And wow, his first, very first movie, and he got nominated. Because he knocked it out of the park, yes, damn it. Yes, he did. This was only nominated for one Oscar, and that was production design. Interesting. It won the Screen Actors Guild. I would have figured, like, best adapted screenplay, though. Hank Azaria was nominated for Screen Actors Guild. Oh, okay, cool. And Nathan Lane was, too. But this wasn't nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay? No. Oh, that's that's a little surprising. It was nominated for literally one Oscar, and I oh. don't think it won. I also love when um, when they have to come back from from the piercing the toast and teaching him how to be a man. Yeah. And he goes, don't go in there! Ah, my back, my back. And he walks in and you just hear Nathan Lane scream, ah, we've been robbed. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll be back when when you get back. Get back. Where am I going? <laughs> I just love his delivery on that. Same with the, the, the wine delivery. Yeah. It's the subtlety. Like when he's over the top, it's like, oh, he's hilarious. But when he's subtle, he breaks your heart. Oh, yeah, but, like, it's still, like, it give you know, I still get a chuckle out of those moments. Like, it's just, it's just literally, it, the performance holds up so well. Like, even to this day, the, like, the moments where I'm supposed to laugh, I, I really laugh. And then there's still, even, like, even to this day watching the movie, I find new reasons to laugh at his performance. and Or get enjoyment out of it. So, when he... <laughs> When he uh, is is doing Starina, like even when he's just like even like even his choice of like sitting, like it's just I always find something new. But yes, Starina. But when he's doing Starina is great. I just love how it it shows like the inside baseball of of any type of performance, whether it's stand up or whatever. When there's someone who's celebrating a holiday in there. They tell the performer before they go on. When I used to do stand-up, they would tell me when someone was being difficult so that I could work on, like, watch that. You got to stall. 
Well, not stalling. You watch them while other people are getting heckled by that person. You watch and see what they're drinking and see what they're doing. So you can tear them apart. Where Starina does the opposite, where she's very loving. She's like, where's the where's the couple celebrating their anniversary? Mwah, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just love when she's right about to go on and she's like, will you please give me a moment to prepare? And then just like she takes out the, sh- the electric razor. <laughs> Nathan Lane is such an underrated actor. Yes, very much so. I got to this, stand up for a this, second. Yeah. See, we're lying I, on the I ground. Got my pillow. Yeah, I got my reading pillow. I could literally do which this. Which is a standing. very big plush pillow that I'm leaning against. Meanwhile, I got a bony butt. Do you want to get a? Do you want a pillow? Do you want? No, I get could a stand. Pillow? Okay. <laughs> it's just, just very awkward. Well, my my leg is asleep right now. Okay, alrighty. It's fine. <laughs> Would this be a good moment to tell you to start walking like John Wayne? Like in the movie? <laughs> what? What was it what? bad? No. It was perfect. I just never realized John Wayne walked like that. <laughs> See, I never realized if he was making fun of Albert or if he was being no, serious. No, he was de- being dead serious. <laughs> I love when someone does something that's so accurate that the other person has to question everything. Yeah. <laughs> also, the scene that I never understood is when they go to Christine Baranski. Because Christine Baranski is Val's real s- surrogate mother. Mm-hmm. Not surrogate mother, uh, uh, biological mother. Yes. Like, Albert is the surrogate yeah, mother. Yeah. <laughs> but As much as Albert, I'm sure, would have loved that. But were they implying that Christine Baranski was going to try and sleep with Armand again? No, no. I just think they were reliving their carefree days of youth. I think that it was just like, uh, you know... They, they're two people that share something that very few people can understand or like, it's just like they, they just, they have a kid. They haven't seen each other like since they, they're clearly two people that carry about each other very much. It's just, it's like the parent trap where he got Val and he gave her the money to start up her own. Yeah. Yeah financial firm what does she do fitness firm or something like that she, like she she's rich yeah and like i said they clearly care about each other very much oh, but the only thing now. they really have in common is val and it's just like they're just rediscovering their friendship i think i know who she's supposed to be okay i think she's supposed to be a play on jane fonda because in the in the late 80s jane fonda stopped doing acting and through the 90s, she had fitness videos. That is true. Yes, I remember Jane Fonda fitness. So I think she's supposed to be like yeah. that. Yeah. Like Little did they of, know that she was going to come time. back as the monster-in-law. That oh, was her big God. comeback film. I weirdly love that movie. I don't understand why, but I love it. We can talk about that later. <laughs> Wink. Wink. So, nudge, nudge. But I, I do love when they're, they're reenacting their old musical number. Uh-huh. Because that's what people who do theater do. Yes. And I just, I thought it was very cute. And I love watching Albert in the waiting room. Yeah. Oh, and you pointed out with uh, her secretary. She's reading Nietzsche. <laughs> Why? I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's smart. That's great. Well, also, she's taking notes too, which yeah. means which means this I, is her day. This is her this is her evening job. She has classes. She has night classes. Well, yeah, I love how everyone in this movie is smart. It's a smart movie. Yeah, but I also love how gullible and except for that one guy who was chewing gum during Starina's performance. <laughs> He's chewing gum. <laughs> it helps me think. Try more gum. Oh, it gets me to this day. So the dinner scene, I never realized how uncomfortable Armand is. Well, I remember him being uncomfortable, but it was just like just realizing for the first time that it's like, no, he is becoming the embodiment of everything that Val was worried about Albert. Yeah. He's literally just like 
In an attempt to course correct the entire evening, he's steering it straight into the iceberg. Well, that's another dick thing that Val does is when when Armand realizes he needs to choose between Val and Christine Baranski or Albert, he chooses Albert because he's a good person. And then Val undoes everything when Christine Baranski calls and says, no, he says, don't, don't be Yeah, late. and he's like, no, no, I need you to come. Which... Watching it this time, I don't know why it took me this time. I think I hate Val. But see, this is exactly why he's not ready to get married. He's not thinking of his family. He's just making these desperate calls just to just to appease people. And that's why because he's not he's clearly not like he's not comfortable in his own skin. It's very clear from moment 1. Val is not a character who is comfortable in his own skin, which you really aren't in your when you're 20 years old. You're still figuring shit out. I'm 30 and I'm still uncomfortable exactly. in my Exactly. But yeah, so Actually, actually, science proves that when you're 20 and you're a guy, your brain isn't even fully formed yet. For guys, it's what, 37? Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> I forget the exact age. It's, it's depressing. But <laughs> you realize it, and then you die. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, okay, Diane Weist is one of my favorite things in this movie. Yes. She, I love when she's like, oh, Nancy Drew in the case of the missing stairwell. Oh, you have the whole set. I just love I love I her throwaway yeah. lines. And just like when she finally breaks, like, I'm sorry I'm not vulnerable like Mrs. Coleman. I, I love someone needs to like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just interesting that this is her breaking point. And um, of of all of them when they have to dress when they have to hide from the, the press, she's the one who's most comfortable. In, in drag. In drag. Yeah. And, and She's I, discovering a new part of herself. I, which is why you should be open to new experiences. Because you don't know. I also I also love how they clearly every every character that they are when when they're escaping yes. is a different starlet. And I love that Gene Hackman is supposed to be like Elaine Stritch. Yeah. <laughs> Who is also in Monster in Law. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but so can we talk about Albert just as as Mrs. Coleman? Oh, yes, Coleman. Uh, the D is silent in America. It's uh, Cole de Lomont or Cole of the Isle of Man in France where Armand's chateau is and Coldman in Greece, where Armand's work is, and finally the vulgar Coleman in Florida, where Armand's home is. So actually, we don't know where we are until we hear our last name pronounced. <laughs> Not Starina as Mrs. G- Goldman? Coleman? We're not sure. <laughs> She's amazing she's just like so on top of it like it's just this is her finest hour it just it just means what a great actor albert is yeah but i just love the moment where he's like oh you can't kill the doctors they're just doing their jobs kill the mothers then the baby goes down with the ship Honestly, I feel like I've watched that conversation on Fox News. I feel like that has actually happened. Well, I I love when, without like breaking a stride and improvising very like like that, the whole but again, Goldman Coleman speech. Yeah, we're not sure where we are until we, or we until we've heard our name. <laughs> but again, that's why he should Val should have trusted him. Like and like as someone who's had years of seeing your your father, sorry, mother, um, on the Armand's stage. the father. Well, Albert's whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, but I mean, he says like in the end they have that moment where he's like, "This is my mother," and he, you know. But you know, you see this person on stage every night in this role where he's constantly, constantly improvising. And you can't expect that, yeah, maybe he would, he could play my mother. Like, he could totally do it. 
Like, he can't play a straight man, but he sure as hell can play a woman because he's done it literally every night of your life. Come on, Val. Get your head out of your ass. Is it is it lonely on that soapbox? <laughs> Actually, I'm quite comfortable here. <laughs> Where else would I rather be in quarantine but on a soapbox? Thank you very much. I, I also love how smitten Gene Hackman is with Nathan Oh, Lane. yeah. But we saw that coming a mile away. But it, it's just, it's so... She's just a wonderful woman, and I just love her. I I love I love. They the, don't make them like that anymore. I, I love the Grover's Mills line. Yeah, Grover's Corners. Grover's Corners, which yeah. is from our town. It's a fictional. Oh. And, and he and he says, "Well, there's no greater place than Grover's Corners." Yeah, <laughs> like it's a real place. Because everything that that uh, Kate Coleman. I say in parentheses, yeah. says is from a different place. I honestly feel like, um, what's the name of the senator that the guy plays? Senator Healy? Senator Healy. I honestly feel like Senator Healy in that moment, like when he sees Mrs. Mrs. Goldman, he's like, He's like having an Oedipus moment. I truly believe, like he's just like it's like his mom. It wouldn't surprise me and if Albert like, was that smart that found a picture of what his mother dressed like. Well, and, honestly, if I saw Senator Healy, that's exactly what I would picture his mom looking. Oh, like. absolutely! You've got the pearls. You've got the high floofy collar. You've got the tailored, you know, skirt and. Like Chico's coat. Yes, that is exactly what his mother would look like. <laughs> I also love when uh, when they're having dinner and they look at the bulls. Oh, it looks like two young men are playing leapfrog. And the spit take that Robin Williams does. Yeah. And just, come on. And I, yeah, and I love when he goes into the kitchen and he's like, He's like, oh, you made a great job pulling together the soup. Now, what about the entree? And he's like, the soup is the entree. It's like a stew. <laughs> and it's like, give Agador a break. Within the span of a couple hours, they've they've taken away his traditional pool boy garb. They've stuck him in a suit. They made him put on shoes, which I feel like in Miami Beach is... Against uh, the law? Yeah, I feel like that might be right below manslaughter. <laughs> and they've... <laughs> I think that's above manslaughter. Yeah. And, and they've forced him to become a chef, a host. And they made Agador be a singer when he comes in and goes, uh, for I could have danced. Well, no, I think that was a personal choice on his part. <laughs> I just, I love Diane Weiss's like, bravo, Agador. I think the more I think about it, she, her and Agador are like my two favorite characters. Like, cause Albert, of course, Albert's going to be everyone's favorite character, yeah. no matter what. But like Diane Weist, her subtlety, no wonder why she has two Oscars and like four nominations. Yeah. She was really good in Parenthood too. Or not Parenthood. Parenthood. What was it? It was Parenthood? Okay. Parenthood. I love Parenthood. But she was also in Life in Pieces, right? Yes. Yeah. But she was in the movie of Parenthood. Okay. With Steve Martin. Okay. Wait, you've seen Parenthood? No, I, I was talking about the other show, Parenthood. That was Bonnie Bedelia. On, well, what? Okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I meant like a Life in Pieces like show. You oh, yeah, that? she yeah. was on Life in Pieces. Yeah. But uh, you surprised me because, yes, yeah, she, she was nominated for an Oscar for the movie Parenthood in the 80s. Every, every now and again, this blind squirrel finds a nut, okay? <laughs> she was nominated and won for Hannah and her sisters. She's she's one. Okay, okay. I don't need her entire IMDb. We all agree. We love Diane Weist here. I'm sorry. I have a Weist infection. It's from Brooklyn. Get Nine -Nine. out of this fucking closet. It's from Brooklyn. Nine -Nine. Get out of this closet. You are not welcome here. <laughs> that that was my boil moment. Go get some Monistat for your Weist infection. <laughs> but yeah, she. She's just so much fun anytime I see her in a movie. Yes. Or a TV show. Even when she was in Cops and Robertsons. <laughs> she had to be married to Chevy Chase. Okay. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah, so she... Oh, this was the movie she made after she won an Oscar. 
Good this for is- her. <laughs> but she wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Bad for her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to jack the... Um, uh, Maggie and Ashley. Maggie, Maggie and Ashley. I love when they do that. I know. It's so much fun. I know. If you're not listening to Rock Candy... Our, you should be listening to Rock Candy. Our, our, our pals. Yes. Who, they were in the uh, um, That Thing You Do episode. Yes, they were. Uh, which is episode 111. Anyways, oh, I got, I got a message from uh, Ashley yes. from Rock Candy. The guy who played Jimmy in That Thing You Do mm-hmm. liked 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 our uh, That Thing You Do episode and retweeted it. Oh, very it. nice. Yes. And I feel bad because, you know, we said his character was such a dick. But he's supposed to be a dick. He is the villain. Yes. Jonathan he Sketch. I, I I hear he's such a sweetie poo. So thank you, Jonathan Sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Sketch. Come on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. So Diane Weist is my favorite. Now yes. the more I talk about it. Um I wish Callista Flockhart had more to do. I uh, honestly I don't need her to do any more than she's doing, really. I I will say I do love when she goes, you know, M- Mother Coleman, I will give you a hug. Oh dear. Yeah. I just love the look on everyone's well, face. Well, she just like has that moment where she was like, I would have been proud to have you as my family when it looks like they're about to, like, they're forced to leave. And that's nice. But honestly, that's it. That's all we need from her. That's all we need from Val. They need to stay in the background. Also, I don't understand why the tabloid reporter tears up the note. Like, what does he have to gain by tearing up that note and having what's her name go up there? I think he has a slight idea of what's going on, however vague. And I just think he's just trying to be an architect of chaos. (laughs) Because that is what, I mean, he's like a National Enquirer-like reporter. And that's what they do. Right. Because they said that he covered all of the scandals. So that means not only did he cover OJ, but he also covered at this time, he covered Tanya. He covered Lorena. Mm. He covered the Menendez brothers. Yep. So... But why would he be covering? I understand why he'd be covering the politician that that uh, Gene Hackman was working with, right? But why cover this senator who clearly the only thing? Well, of course he's going to be covering him. I I don't know. I he feel... picked this guy as his running mate, and what better story of like the downfall of his entire platform than? Something like this. Yeah, well, now he's going to go with Bob Dole, who, as we said before, Bob Dole is gorgeous. According to a s- certain drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just have to elaborate there. Um, I've never seen a picture of Bob Dole. Um, oh. Yeah. Ooh. Like a dried out piece of beef jerky. He kind, Yeah, he does kind of look like Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't need to see a picture. Oh, yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I don't want nightmares. You're not going <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have nightmares. That's the T-shirt. <laughs> Here, let me show you a picture of Bob Dole. No, no. I don't. I don't want to have nightmares. Yeah, that's yeah. He kind of looks like Brad Garrett. Yeah. Hello, Raymond. I guess yeah. So yeah. Um. Although I think that's an insult to Brad Garrett. Um. Where were we? And yeah. But so so they have to escape. Um, it leads to this funny moment where they all have to dress up and drag in order to leave. Well, I love when and Christine then... Baranski does show up and like, because we skip that part. Yeah, when, yeah. When she does show up in like the Cause comedy she's late, of errors. Of course, because yeah, because traffic and Miami. But and... would you be two and a half hours late? I think she's just so desperate to like, make it up to her son that even if she's two hours late like i mean they're gonna be there a while yeah but i i love that she's the only one who seems to be enjoying agador's soup because when they're looking out and all of the reporters are she she, she's like oh this is good soup yeah she's she's eating the soup she's like you didn't do anything wrong (laughs) but i love how she's the getaway driver yeah and um the idea of just dressing them up. Was it Albert's idea? Yes. So Albert's the one who saves the day. Of course he is. 
Because as we've established, Albert is fantastic at thinking on his feet. Um, also, Robin Williams' performance in this is so good. This no was, more so than when they're sitting on the bench after they've had their little... I was just about to talk yeah. about that. Because his entire monologue where he talks about how he has a beautiful plot overlooking yeah. the beach and yeah and he's gonna give up his beautiful plot to have a shitty plot next to albert because yeah because albert's like i'm going to i'm going to the shitty cemetery <laughs> and he signs the palimony papers and it's just so sweet palimony yeah it, it's is it called palimony yeah that's yes so alimony is yeah okay i should know this i went to school <laughs> palimony oh. is is basically for like um like a prenup for yeah. for uh so, it's like uh, the, the domestic... joining of your assets versus alimony which is the separation of your right. assets okay yeah yes but it's a civil union so. yes yeah um which it's really ahead of its time for that yeah but it's just this wonderful sweet moment and that's why he he's like no albert needs to stay albert needs to you know play a role in all this because I love him. I think... And you just gotta suck it up, Val. As much as I love Goodwill Hunting and it is my favorite Robin Williams performance... What is it with him sitting on benches and delivering speeches? He's just good at it. <laughs> but this was the movie he made before he made Goodwill Hunting. Hmm, there you go. So I feel like this movie was still in people's memory mm. and how he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. So when he was nominated... Let's put him on another bench. Give him another speech. He'll and win. he wins his Oscar. Yeah. Which you still need. You have an entire quarantine to watch that movie. You need to watch Goodwill Hunting. Are you a fan of Goodwill Hunting? I love it so much. Are you sure? Yes. I don't think you've. I don't feel the enthusiasm rolling off of you. <laughs> Haley, son, it's not your fault. What's not my fault? It's not your fault. I didn't say anything. It's not what, your fault. What's, what's not my fault? <laughs> I didn't do the quarantine just because I wanted to stay home with my dogs more. I did not. I did not drop the vial, okay? I did not release the virus. This is an outbreak. It wasn't a monkey. Okay. You're not. You're not Patrick sure. Dempsey. Sure. Yeah. Let's say that. People can't see you shifting your eyes back on a podcast. No, but they can feel it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Of course they can, sweetheart. So, so as we get to the end, when they escape. To we are family. I love that's how they we end. We are family. I love how that's the closing of every night at the birdcage. Yeah. Um, I love when Gene Hackman goes. And then, of course, yeah, we see. Oh, yes, yes. When he's freaking out, he's like, "No one wants to dance with me." <laughs> and suddenly, I, so offended. Yeah. Typical politician, though, wondering why he can't win people over, even when he's dressed up as a woman. Okay, so I know that Callista Flockhart was dressed as Liza Minnelli, but who is Diane Weiss supposed to be? I don't know. She kind of looks like Rue McClanahan. <laughs> I have no idea. From I... Blanche, from the Golden Girls. Yeah, I know, but I, I mean, she had black, she had dark hair. I have no idea. I, I don't know. But I love when, when Val is dancing with Calissa Flockhart and Gene Hackman's like, dance with me. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the great um, the great exchange he has with his driver. And he's like, hey, meet me at the, you know, at the corner of. In your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, you wish. In your dreams, lady. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about the driver. I wish. OK, I wish that the driver got caught because the driver is the one who who kind of tipped off. All of the press. Yeah. There should have been some ramifications for that person. I, I just, honestly, that's just too much to expect. Not in a Mike Nichols movie. I, we don't care about the driver, though. Sure. <laughs> but then. But we see the wedding, and of course, so. I we love see that the, the wedding is in yeah. the credits. It d literally reminds me of the wedding scene from Up, where you have the very conservative, like, one side of the chapel and then on the other side it's just a sea of color and they they have both a rabbi and a priest yes <laughs> i love how you were very surprised by that you're like wouldn't they just have like you know a unitarian universe like i don't know well when when you're 
justice of the peace i guess well but but there you have her side which probably demanded the priest because super conservative but his family is reformed jewish which you normally have a rabbi Uh, okay so yeah still funny do you have to sign two pieces of paper like (laughs) yes of course you do um (laughs) yes and i i love albert in the scene like him crying yeah (laughs) it's just so good yes but know who you don't see in the i didn't see in the wedding i didn't see agador anywhere he he was there okay he was there i can't remember what he was wearing but he was there he he wasn't wearing his Lucy and Ricky wig. He could have been for all I know. So, yeah, how many bagels? Oh god, this gets um Oh god, I'm trying to think of anything I can deduct from it. There's some writing that I'm deducting, but I don't know though. Honestly, if I really can't think of anything, and I mean, I love this movie. I love it so much. I think it's so witty. I I still laugh at it even to this day. And I find new reasons. Like I said, I find new reasons to love it. I'm giving it 13. 12. Yeah. Because there, there's some writing issues. There's some structure issues that I have a problem with. I mean, Val is... Well, I mean, Val is a dick. but I, th- That's my writing issues. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I have enough issues with Val... Once that, again, Dan Futterman, nothing against no, you. No, no, nothing against him, but the character of Val is a bit of a dick. So, yeah, 12. Yep. So, yeah, we come to the end of this episode. Yep. And now we're rolling into May yep. by the time this episode airs. Mm-hmm. So, We've yeah. We've lost we- track of all time. We don't... <laughs> down is up, left is right. And we're going to be going into animation, and I will be revealing on Twitter and Instagram what the first movie slash tv show we will for be doing. animation month animation animation so yeah all right so sweetie thank you for doing this thank you i was in no way obligated as the only person here <laughs> until- i'm just kidding i love doing this i loved it <laughs> until next time i'm scott carlin bye